Hey, my name is PJ Nolan. I'm the lead pastor of Collective Church. We are a community of real people in Saline County, Arkansas, seeking to know God and to make Him known. We hope as you visit our podcast that you will find the messages inspiring, practical, but most importantly, biblical. All right, I'm excited as always to get to have the opportunity to preach uh, from God's Word. And um, this idea of combating culture uh, really started... Uh, late in the fall, I guess actually winter, it's getting close to winter, I guess, uh, November of 2020, uh, really became burdened about this idea of our culture and what our students are going through. And of course, this is always on the mind of student pastors, uh, probably across our nation, but uh, for some reason, God began to really make a work and to break my heart Uh, for our students, but the more and more I began to think about it, it's not just our students that are walking through this culture that uh, you and I both walk through as well. And so this is not just a a student ministry message. This is not uh, just for students. This is for anybody and everybody who is here today. Uh, God's Word is powerful, and it is something that can and will equip you if you allow it. And so as we dive in today, we're going to take a look, as, as PJ said, as, as close a look as I can, uh, because again, we're, we're going all the way through May with this thing with the students, and so really had to really trim this down. And uh, so, you know, I've had a few leaders that I've really been able to like, you know, just kind of bounce this off from time to time. They're like, I have no idea how you're going to put this into one sermon, but good luck. And so that's what we're going to try to do today, and I think we're going to do uh, pretty well. So we're going to be in the book of Galatians chapter 5, and this passage really rang true for me. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, we're going to key in on verses 16 through 17. In fact, it is really the key and main passage that we are using for this series. And so Uh, As we walk through this and we look at these uh, two verses, we're actually going to dive in and even tackle more of Galatians chapter 5 as we walk through because Paul is really making a statement through all of chapter 5 of what he's explaining here in verses 15, excuse me, 16 and 17. So as we walk into it, I want you to uh, just open your uh, heart and your minds with me as we begin to walk through this. Uh, together this morning. Uh, Wednesday, we were able to actually jump in and have this idea of what combating culture is. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break down just a little bit of what this whole idea and kind of define for you really quick what combating culture means and how we've come up with this concept of this is a calling of we are to combat the culture that goes against anything and everything that goes against who God is in his culture and his holy priesthood, as PJ just mentioned. That is what we are called to do. That is the stance that we have to take, and we cannot. We cannot take a back seat to it. Because when we do, we allow culture to come into here, and when we allow culture to come into here and influence us, we are no longer the influencers, but the influenced. Jesus is our influencer. So, we're going to break this down. As I tell my students, lean in with me for about 20 minutes, all right? I promise you, I'm going to do everything I can to get through this in 20 minutes. Y'all's ears just perked up. Some of you looked at me like, really? I promise, y'all just lean in with me for about 20 minutes, and I promise I'll have you out in about 40, 
All right, here we go. <laughs> so combating culture, I think this is going to be on the screen, but this is kind of the big idea of combating culture. We define it like this. It's recognizing our fault lines with the community of influencers. To know Jesus is bigger than you can imagine, greater than screens and how the world may identify you, but unwoken to the ways of this world that he has overcome. That is the idea, and that are, those are the ideas that we're going to be walking through this entire school year, and we're really excited about it, but we're just going to jump real quick into Galatians 5, 16 through 17, so read along with me as we read that. It says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Heavenly Father, we come for you this morning. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the opportunity we have because of your son, Jesus. Father, because of your son, Jesus, we're able to come here and to worship you freely. Father, be with us this morning as we open our hearts to your word and we take it and we take it outside of these walls to a culture that so badly needs to be influenced. Your name I pray. Amen. So the main idea is our culture is aiming to tell us what and who we are, but the Bible calls us who we are, his. Let me say that one more time. Our culture is aiming to tell us what and who we are, but the Bible calls us who we are, his. We are are his. And so the main idea that we're going to uh, talk about this morning, the first thing you're going to look and see is combating culture is a daily battle. All right? Combating culture is a daily battle. This is not something that, that you can just walk into and say, well, I've got this under control. There's no doubt I've got this. No way that somebody's going to influence me because right now, you know, I don't really need Jesus. I think that I can just combat this all on my own and with my own flesh. But the Bible paints us a completely different story, and none of us would sit here and say, that's what I tell my every day, but our actions would prove otherwise. Sometimes we walk into situations and we're so round-chested that we forget, right? We forget that we're putting our flesh in front of the cross and we need to be standing behind the cross, not in front of it, because that's where Jesus was, right? And he's done that for us. So combating culture is a daily battle. Look at me, look with me again in verse 16. It says, but I say, Paul, to the Galatian church, who we're going to get more into, says, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What Paul is saying to the Galatian church here is very simple. If you walk in the Spirit and you take Jesus by you hand in hand in every single decision and everything that you do, you're going to have a really good chance of abiding by the Spirit and not by your own flesh, right? Not by what you want to do, not abiding by the things that you see clear or that you think is right, but abiding by what the Spirit says is true and what the Word says is right. 
right? That's what combating culture is, and it's a daily battle. I believe someone named Jesus once said, pick up your cross daily and follow me. It isn't something we can take lightly. It isn't something that we can just say, I'm just going to do this today, but tomorrow I lay my cross down and I try to fight it my own. But I believe it's also, there's a reason that our culture is where it is today. I think that many times, especially my generation and the generation before me and the generation before me, we've allowed things to happen that has led us to the culture that we live in today. There's no doubt about it. We've accepted when we should have loved. We've loved when we shouldn't have accepted. That is a key part and where our culture is today. We have allowed culture to dictate to us what the Bible says. Wednesday night, we played a simple game, Two Truths and a Lie, right? Anybody ever played that game? Two Truths and a Lie. And the idea was is that they're, they're gonna tell two truths about themselves and one lie about themselves, all right? We're not trying to go against the Ten Commandments. It's just a game, all right? <clears throat> it's just a game. Right? But, but the idea behind that game was to let them understand that in culture today and you calling yourself a Christian, what they will try to do, the culture, right, the, the big shots that say, we love God, but then they twist the scripture to fit what they want it to, right? What they were doing, they were twisting two truths and one lie so that they could win the game. But what they've done is they've twisted scripture to make it seem like it's real and that it's true and that it's really what God is saying when he's not saying it at all. And that's the culture that we live in today. So when I say, church, that it is a daily battle, we cannot win the fight on Sundays alone. We can't do it. If you're picking your Bible up and you're reading it on the screen once a week, we cannot win the battle of culture and we cannot combat it and influence it the way that Christ has called us to. Because Paul says again, I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. We have gratified and gratified and gratified the desires of the flesh. Century over century over century. And it's led us to where we are today. He also says in verse 1 of chapter 15, he says this. He said, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. That's how he starts out chapter 5 of Galatians to the Galatian people. He's saying in verse 1, he's saying, you have freedom. You have freedom, and you have freedom through Christ, and he has set you free. Why would you go back to the bondage of slavery to sin? Why would you turn your back on Christ and allow culture to demand to you who you are and what you are? Paul is combating culture here at Galatia. Second thing we're going to look at today, combating culture takes courage. Combating culture takes courage. You know, PJ, he, he kind of introduced me. He, uh, he prayed for me to have courage today, and there's a reason for that. So our staff, our staff team, we meet quite a bit, and you know, I've been floating this idea to them for a while, so they're probably really tired of me talking about it, but, but you know, I keep going back and forth, and I keep telling them, I was like, you know, there's just, there's some really, really tough 
conversations that we're going to have to have. There's some, some tough scriptural stances and things that we're going to have to stand firm on that are coming up. And, and, and my, my weakness in my flesh says, I don't need to walk by the Spirit there. I just need to do what Shane does and just skirt around it. Right, and so, and so that's, that's what my flesh wants to do. My flesh wants to say, well, let's not tackle that head on because, you know, hey, that, that's probably just gonna be too much for them to handle. Or, you know, that's gonna be too much for them to try to understand. And yet, they're going to school and they're learning about trig, right? We, I think we sometimes have this perception that teenagers just can't learn good. It's not true at all. We, we let them off the hook all the time. I promise you as your student pastor, I will not do that with our students. I will not do that, but it takes courage. It's something that you have to do when you're talking about combating culture. Combating culture takes courage. Because the first part of verse 17 says this. It says, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. Have you ever been walking through life and you've been going along And how many times has someone maybe said to you this before? Hey, did you know that you did wrong right after you did it? And you went, yeah, I did know. It's because the spirit, right, was was letting you know that's sin. That's not good. And so what was happening there is the flesh part of you had had made a choice and decided to gratify the desires of the flesh. But Paul says, listen, for the desires of the flesh are against what? The spirit and the spirit, right? And the desires of the spirit are against the, it's a daily battle and it takes courage to stand against your own self. It takes courage. It takes courage to read a scripture. It takes courage to understand what God is actually saying in the word. It takes courage to stand boldly against what culture might dictate you to believe. It takes courage to say I no longer want to abide by my flesh because I've abided by my flesh and it hasn't worked to date. And I need something greater than myself to get me through. But not only get me through, but to influence and to lead and to lead people to Jesus Christ. It's going to take more than who you are. It's going to take who you are in him. That is who we're talking about. The great Jesus, but Paul is saying again, it's a daily struggle because you are waking up and you're making decisions every single day and you're walking through life and you're making decisions every single day and in every single decision, you have the spirit and in every single decision, you have the flesh, you have your wants, you have your desires and you have what you want to look at, you have what you want to believe and it's true because social media has showed us that Right? Because I promise you, when you're, when you're scrolling through, it's only going to show you what you want to see. It's not going to show you the other view. Right? It's not going to show you what you, you don't want to hear. And Paul is saying, listen, listen, it's going to happen every day. You're going to have to make a choice. Are you going to abide by him or are you going to abide by what you want? That is the decision. He goes on to say in verses Five through, or excuse me, seven through ten in Galatians. Listen to this. He said, You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will not take no other 
view. And the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. You know what Paul's talking about there? He's talking about uh, religious people who had converted into Christianity, but they wanted to bring their own, uh, their own stuff from their past religion into what is already being taught. And they're coming in behind Paul, and they're, and they're coming into these churches, and they're adding things uh, that, that no longer apply under the law because Jesus overcame the law when he died for our sins and paid the ultimate price. But these, uh, these, as they call them, Judaizers were coming in behind these churches and they were twisting scripture to make it fit their narrative because they didn't want to let go of what they knew their whole life. Has that ever happened to you? Right? Well, we've always done it that way, Right? I do it that way because that's how dad taught me. Or I believe this because I went to church and the preacher said that one time. Dangerous, dangerous, right? Because when we start letting culture, when we start letting things, when we start letting traditions and we start letting things define who we are, we are taking away and and we're asking, you were running well, what happened to you? You had the truth in your hand. And you've let somebody come in behind and give you something completely different? That's what's happening in our culture today. They're coming in behind through TV, through music, through politics, through through all different types of narratives, anything they can to take hold of what they know to be true, but to add their truths to it. They're doing everything they can to twist the culture to make it seem like this is the truth when you know that the truth is in him. When the truth is in the word and only the word. What does he say? A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Even a little bit when we allow it in. Throws it all out. Why? Why? Because when you add just a little bit in there, it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. And then that's what you have today. So it takes courage. It takes courage to stand up to your own self sometimes and say, I know that I don't like that. I know that I don't understand it, but I'm going to stand in the truth because that is what I've given my life to, 100% to Christ. And so I will no longer gratify my flesh and give in to the ways of this world that he has overcome. Last thing, combating culture is your choice. It's your choice. PJ can't make you combat culture. I can't make you combat culture, right? The people around you can't make you you can even fake it a little bit, right? You can, you can make it seem like you're combating culture. You can make it seem like that you're trying to stand up against what you know to be wrong and try to stand up for right, but eventually it will make itself known. He says this in the latter part of verse 17. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. The Spirit is there to keep you from doing what you want to do. It's your choice, Paul says. 
It's your choice. Galatians 5, 13 through 17, it says this. He says, for you were called to what? Freedom. He mentions freedom again. Only, right? He says, brothers, only to, uh, not to use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, because you can fake it, we can make it seem like it, but though love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Paul is saying all that, leading up to what he says in Galatians, right, 16 and 17. But I say walk by the Spirit. He goes on, right? I say walk by the Spirit. Don't gratify the desires of the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for they're opposed to each other. And they are there to keep you from doing what you want to do. He says all this because Love, right? Love, not your definition of love, not the culture's definition of love, not the Webster's definition of love, but God's ultimate definition of love, which is every single action he's ever taken. And the only way to understand the, def uh, the definition of love is to get into his word and look at who God is. Love is not God. God is love. And he says again, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, and this is the ultimate law as we are here together with one another. Love one another, but don't bite one another. Don't devour each other, because if you allow these people to come in and twist you, and one of you believe this, and one of you believe that, and you're going to come together, and it's going to leaven the lump, and it's going to grow, and it's going to grow, and it's going to grow, and you're going to be against one another. Paul, what's he say? You have freedom. Church, what, may we never forget that we have freedom. Amen. In Jesus Christ, we have freedom. Marianne's fixing to make her way to the stage. We're fixing to have a, a time of decision. But the absence of love will lead us to stand on top of each other instead of with one another. Did you hear what I said? The absence of God understanding God's love, the absence of a God love will lead us to stand on top of each other instead of with one another. That is what is at stake. The culture tells not just your students, come on, you live in this culture too. You know. You know how the corporate ladder works. You know how promotions sometimes work. You know what some things have to be done just so I can get on top of that other person so I'm there where I need to be. And, and Paul's saying, you have freedom. You have freedom, brothers. You have freedom, sisters. You have freedom through Jesus Christ. You don't need the corporate ladder. You don't need those things. You don't have to do what the flesh says. Well, in order for me to do this, I've got to just allow the culture to set in for a moment. But whoa. Paul says, walk by the Spirit. Don't allow culture to dictate who you are. You are already called 
his. We have freedom. Thanks again for visiting the Collective Church Podcast. We hope you found the message to be practical, inspiring, and biblical. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about Collective Church, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the message, hit the subscribe button. And if you'd be willing to, hit share and help us spread the word about Collective Church.